Welcome to Light Up the City. For the next half hour, join us as we share stories of God's transforming activity in the greater Seattle area. Your hosts are Chris Goff and Nathan Ryan from Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. They connect networks of local church efforts to transform the Seattle region through the love of Christ. Now, here's Chris and Nathan. And we're back. It's Nathan and Chris. That was a nice lead-in. That was a nice long and. Yeah, I tried to really emphasize that and. And it's kind of warming it up. Warming well, it up. It's, well, it's nice to be back with you, Nathan. We're, uh, we're here every week, you know, Sunday at 1130. Every week, 1130. Light Up the City Radio. And what, what we try to do every yes. week is... What we're trying to do. Well, this is what yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah, we're, we, you could, you as the listener can tell us if we're actually doing this. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is, how do we just share some of the good stories, the good news stories that are happening in our own city here in the greater mm-hmm. Seattle area? And every once in a while, we get to hear about somebody from, from out of town. But, uh, but this week is, is fun because we get to hear about uh, not an out-of-towner, but a very no. much an in-towner. Yeah, right and here. And <laughs> very much right here. And uh, we've been, uh, we're, we're honored to have Lewis Guiden with us. Lewis, welcome to the radio show. Thank you. We're excited to have you here. Lewis and I and Nathan met a few years back at one of our Q Commons events. Q Commons. And uh, we'll have another one coming up in, in October. Oh, but this is yeah. kind of, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a TED Talks. You've got to put it out there in the description. It's the only way to describe it. You it, try other ways to describe it, people are like, I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's TED Talks for Christians. Yeah, for Christians. That's, that's the way to say it. It's short little uh, concepts, uh, short little ideas, short little stories, and in about nine minutes mm-hmm. that, that tell the story of, a, of an idea or, or a movement or a trend or something. And so Lewis was one of our speakers. And so, Lewis, it's nice to kind of be with you again as a co-laborer here in our city uh, yeah, to have you on the radio back. show. Yes, we are. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun to have you here. So, um, uh, Lewis, when I asked you what's the best way to describe the work you're doing, you said, you know, I like to think of my work as being a community change agent, a yes. community change agent. Tell me about what does that mean? Unpack that for me. I know you've done a lot of work in our, our community, but unpack why you prefer that title. I think it really speaks to the transformation. We're yeah. talking about Christ, right? Right. So for me, that's what happened. It was a change mm. in my life. Right. And then as I went out to community, I think of an agent. An agent is, you know, someone maybe on the cover, you're sending them out to do something. So I feel like I'm an agent of change. Mm-hmm. Go into community, transformation, reconciliation, relationships, mm-hmm. all those things. Uh, so that's why I like that term. And so the idea of being a change agent is to say that change isn't, isn't your job, but you're to be an agent of that change, yes. right? yes. And so, um, so give me an example. Tell me a story. What, is, what does this work look like you, for you as you, as you kind of wake up on a Monday morning? What are, you, what are you staring at? You know, each day is different. Mm-hmm. Monday could be different. Tuesday could be different. Wednesday could be different. But each day as an agent, I get an assignment mm-hmm. as I wake up. You know, we look at 007. He gets the assignment, right? Right. Yeah. And then he knows what he's supposed to do that yeah. day. That's right. I get the right. assignment. It goes away. I hit the door. And I'm out. So as I get the assignment, I go into that space, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that I'm sent to do something. Yeah. And as I get there, the first thing happens is relationship mm-hmm. has to take place, mm-hmm. which is really the connection. Mm-hmm. Then there's trust established. Then I can engage into what I'm supposed to do. So that could be, you know, seeing a kid, mm-hmm. youth. Yeah. You know, I might pull up at Starbucks, see a kid walk by, and. Hear the Lord say, talk to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I go out. Hey, what's up, young man? How you doing? Mm-hmm. What's up, man? Yeah. Right? 
And in this community, you know, it's called an LTO, license to operate. So our youth know if you have a license to operate, right? Churches, they license you to preach, mm-hmm. right? Marry, all that. Yeah. So in that, the code is established, and then there's a few little things put out to kind of see where I'm at. He's testing me. I'm testing him. And then conversation happens. Mm-hmm. And then in that, Spirit of God will give me something to say to connect to his heart. Like, okay, wait a minute. You're speaking my language. Mm. You're something here is happening. And then that's when we sit down. 30 minutes have conversation, and from there, transformation takes place. Mm-hmm. And, and off you go. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the reason you, you engage with, uh, with youth and with others in the community is that you were kind of on the opposite side of this, right? Yes. I mean, tell, tell, tell us, uh, our listeners, a little bit of your story. I know you, you, you kind of came from the South, but yes. I also know that you came from the, the South of the Puget Pitting Sound the and yes, Tacoma. Yes. <laughs> yes. But tell us a little of your story. I grew up in Louisiana, Shreveport. I was a church boy. You know, I, I, was, I was a church boy. Yeah. But, you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, racism, all this stuff, family issues. And I found myself like the youth today and mm. questioning, mm. is God real? Because mm-hmm. I don't see God working in my community. I don't mm. see God working in my school, my family, mm-hmm. in the church I go to. Mm. So I found myself out there looking for hope, looking for love, looking for power. Mm-hmm. So... Identifying with the youth, I understand where they at. I know there was a road to get here. So that kind of is something God keeps in my heart that I can always know what's happening on this side of life and where they at. So I, it was it was a trying time for me. Mm-hmm. And then moving to Seattle, you know, that's where another part of my life happened. So it's just really youth. I feel I'm called a youth mm-hmm. um, to bring some hope and be that messenger of change. How did you how did you get to Seattle? I had a cousin living here. Mm-hmm. I actually came up here on the bus. Mm-hmm. Wow. My grandmother bought me a one-way ticket, said, you're getting out of here. Wow. You're going far away from here because I don't want to see you in prison or dead. Mm. And uh, it was the prayers of my grandmother. Man. Wow. But the ironic thing that you, you asked me, Nathan, is I remember when I was 10 years old, my one of my aunties came to the house. She was an evangelist. And she prophesied to me when I was about 11. She says, God's going to take you far away from here to mm. a place. It's going to be mountains. And he's going to use you there. What? Yes. That's amazing. When I was 11 years mm. old. That was That's so cool. So w- at what age were you when you came to Seattle? I was 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And you came up to the Tacoma area? I came to Seattle. Okay. Pulled into the downtown station. Uh, and my cousin lived in SeaTac. So I ended up in SeaTac. So you've been in Seattle for two years. Yeah. I have been in Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Actually, it was, um, it was, it was strange when I got here. Mm. Yeah, it was strange. Mm. I was in a strange foreign place, right? Yeah, uh, that, you know, coming from the south, black oh, and white. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So culturally, uh, just weather, oh, everything. Yeah, you know, people not speaking. I'm like, okay, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got here on the bus, and uh, even in the, on the bus ride, I experienced God doing some amazing things. Really, mm-hmm. on the bus ride, it was a guy buying me food. And then when I got to Oregon, I was looking for him. And they said, what guy bought you food? I said, the guy who'd been buying me food the whole time. No Get one knew where he was at. Oh, man. So, Well, we're, we're, uh, we're happy to be hearing the story of Lewis Guyton uh, here on Light Up the City Radio. And we'll be right back after this short message. This brief message.
back. Light up the city radio. It's great to have you here with us this morning. We've got our good friend Lewis in with us and uh, talking a little bit about his story of how he um, came to a, a transforming place in his life and in his faith and now how he helps others to kind of guide them along into that same space yes. to allow that transformation of the gospel to happen in their lives as well. Thanks for being with us today. Did you just hear what you said, Nathan? What's that? You said guide. My last name is Guiding. Yeah. Guiding you for life. Uh, there you oh, go. Guiding you for life. There that's you go. That's how it came. Guiding you for life. And that's and that's the name of your organization. Yes, yes. Guiding you for yes. life. I would say the marketplace ministry. Mm. Oh, I like that. Guiding yeah. you for life. God spoke to me. He says, I've been guiding you all your life. Mm-hmm. Call me guiding you for life. And your last name is Guide. And it's Guide. <laughs> That's That's not, it's, so he guided you to Seattle yes, at the age of 19. Through um, your grandmother. Through my grandmother. With a, with a prophetic word from your aunt. Yes. Man. And this is uh, getting good. This is good. So when you when you came here, um, you, you said you you see yourself as a community change agent. Yes. And and uh, something I know you said to me before the radio show is, you can't lead someone else through change unless you've been through change, yes. right? Yes. Like you, yeah. you can't take someone somewhere you haven't been. Exactly. Um, uh, and so so how did I mean how did this change come about? So you you came to Seattle to kind of get away from uh, drama yes. and problems and yes. issues. Uh, you came here, but uh, t- from my experience, when I've moved away from things, I'm still myself. Yes, <laughs> And I exactly. still have my own problems yes. to deal with. So what happened when you came to Seattle? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, God began to expose the darkness. Because mm. I, I came here, but I was still carrying the baggage. Right. Of mm-hmm. the mindsets, mm-hmm. the lifestyles I had been living in, the hurt, right. the unforgiveness, the bitterness, mm. even towards God. Mm-hmm. So he had to reveal that you're angry at me. Hmm. You're you're angry with me. And I think that was hard hmm. to see that. Like I really had to own that I needed to change. Mm-hmm. My heart needed to change. My mind needed to say change. So that was the process. Hmm. So you, you were kind of revealed. Your own heart was revealed to yes. you. Um, and that's the beginning of the process. But how did you go about seeing a transformation there. I mean, because, I mean, it's one thing to be aware of something. There's another thing to change from that thing, yes. to, to turn. I mean, that's that's the whole idea, right? Repentance is turning mm-hmm. 180 degrees yes. and, or whatever. But but what did that look like for you, and, and what did you turn toward? You know, it's like I, I use a chair, for example. Mm. I was sitting in the chair. What I had to do was get out of the chair, mm-hmm. and God had to get in the chair. Gotcha. And I had to sit around him. Mm-hmm. And learn from him. So I really had to give up control. Yeah, I had to give up what I wanted, and was inviting him to do it. I had to take a step back. He took the lead, and I had to yield. Mm-hmm. Now that was hard because you know I'm coming from the streets, and I don't give in to anybody. Yeah, especially a God I don't know. When I got a father wound, and I haven't had good relationship with natural men, mm-hmm. how can I trust you, God? But mm-hmm. that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that idea of of getting out of the seat means to remove all the things you've relied exactly. upon. Exactly, and that's not an, that's nope. not an easy thing to nope. do. So, as you did that, what did that? What did God call you into that? Because now, if He's in the seat, He's calling the shots. Yes. So, what what was that calling like for you? Even then, it didn't really. It wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really clear because I still had this religious mindset. Mm-hmm. of religion. Okay, I was supposed to get a church and, yeah. you know, preach in the pulpit. So he had to begin to shift that layer mm. next of let me teach you about me, mm-hmm. incarnational me. 
Right. How did I find you? I found you in that place. Yeah. So I need you to remember where I found you. And that's where I'm sending you mm. back to that place. Now I'm like, okay, God, I don't want to have to go back to the streets. And what if I run into these guys that, you know, right. I had some issues with. You got some history. Yeah. Some history. And now I'm coming back to them. Hey, let's talk. Hey. So it was hard to mm. receive that once again, message mm-hmm. agent going to do this. It right. was hard to grasp that. Right. Yeah. It was. 007. 007. <laughs> I, guess, I guess Daniel Craig is done, too. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, he is? I yeah, thought he was done. the best Bond. Yeah, he was good. Uh, <laughs> just a side conversation. <laughs> yeah, a little side, side, little side kick. Um, so but you, you, you were trying to – your desire was to show that life, your life, through your life, an example of your life, transformation can happen. Yes. And you were trying to show that to people where you have come from. Yes. And it's always interesting to me to hear that about people because I can't go right now yes. to those kids yes. and talk to them because yes. I've never experienced where they yes. what they have. Mm-hmm. You you have the cred mm-hmm. on the street. Yes. That's why <laughs> that might be what the part of the reason why God brought you through this yes. fire and through this yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. What what did that how did that play out as you started going back out and and teaching about Jesus. It was in 2008. I was in Louisiana, back in Louisiana. Okay. A family member who lives in Portland walked up to me, and this is exactly what she said. She says, you know why you're frustrated? And I was like, ooh, nobody knows that <laughs> yeah, yeah. but God. Mm-hmm. She says, you're trying to fit in a traditional box. Mm-hmm. She says, the ministry God has called you to is nothing like you imagine it to be. Mm-hmm. She says, who says you have to be a shepherd in a church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That awakened me to say, okay, Lord, I need to seek you again. Mm. Remind me of what you said. And that's when I had the vision of John 10, 10. Mm. I am the good shepherd. Mm. And I, we've read that script, those scriptures, that scripture many times, but this particular time it was like life. Mm. And I saw myself literally walking in community, gathering sheep, mm. man. And it was at that point, was, it was real, like, okay, I'm called to do this. Go to the community. Wow. Right. Wow. I, I know, um, you know, one of the things that you spoke about when you came and spoke at Q Commons yeah. um, was this this idea of, you know, youth youth who, who come, you know, from the inner city, yes, whether yes. they're gang-affiliated or mm-hmm. just, just mm-hmm. youth from the inner city, how uh, a lot of times there's there's deep concern for these groups and this idea that if you're associated with a gang or something like this, that there's no hope for you or something mm-hmm. like yes. you know, kind of this condemnation or hopelessness mm-hmm. that is looked at from the outside. Uh, but I loved your thinking about it, where it's like, actually, we can think of this as a movement. I mean, mm-hmm. we can think of this in a different way. Yes. And, um, and you used uh, a couple of really compelling ideas in that Q Commons talk. And we want to hear about those when we come back. Uh, But we're here with Lewis Guyden and talking about what it means to be a community change agent right here on AM 820. We'll be right back. The Word. Back 
Light of the City Radio. Man, I don't know who's playing that guitar, but whoever's playing that guitar on that that track that we just heard, that, pff, some of the best guitar I've Yeah, you did a good job, man. You did <laughs> oh, a good oh. Job. oh, oh, is that? Oh, okay, you're trying to get a little, little oh, credit. I, I can't yeah. remember if, if that one got used. Yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah, is that, is that right. acoustic? Well, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be back. It is. It is a nice little music. I, I personally like the mandolin a little better. Yeah, than, I like that though. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that I, was, I can ride with that. Um, <laughs> Nathan and I both enjoyed doing some music, so it was fun to record that. But, um, but we're here with Lewis Guide, and we've been talking yeah. a little bit about this idea of transformation and change. And and I really, we've been talking about <clears throat> Shreveport. We've been talking about guides <laughs> on buses and. James Bond yeah, and prophetic ants. Prophetic ants. And yes. yes. All that. The, all that good stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but I do think, um, I do think that it, it really is a significant, significant statement to say you can't take someone somewhere where you haven't been. Yes. And, and um, this idea that uh, I think sometimes in the church we're trying to rely on kind of dislocated ideas mm-hmm. that we're kind of lobbing at people mm-hmm. and, and tossing at people. Um, when really what's needed is for them to see and experience a transformed life. Yes. You know, yes. people need to see um, the power of your testimony. Yes, power of the testimony. You know, testimony. That, that, that testimony is such a big deal. And so we're, we've been hearing your story today, Lewis, and uh, a little bit of, of what you've gone through. And, and so you had this. So when, when we left off, mm-hmm. you, you kind of set that up for us. So keep, <laughs> keep rolling with it because we want to keep hearing your story. You know, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Um, my story is God's story. Right. It, that's the story. Mm, right. Um, it, it describes him. Mm. Um, every aspect, marriage, being a father, being a believer. How many kids? How many kids I have seven kids. What? Yes, wow. I have seven awesome. kids. So even now, I mean, just being a father. Oh, it's huge. I mean, just the responsibilities. God's grace. Being responsible. Mm. Paying bills. Right. You know, all those things. So it's right. God. Yes. Yes. Dealing with people. Yeah. So it's, it's all God. Yeah. Amazing. How, okay, let's go pay bills. Mm. How, how are you paying the bills, man? You know, God, once again, God has done amazing things. He's used three different, I would say, avenues. Mm-hmm. And he's taught me. I read a book. A friend of mine gave me a book about seven years ago called Anointed for Business. And they talked about marketplace ministry, mm. which is business. Now, coming from the streets, yeah. you know, it's about getting money. Oh, yeah. So the Lord began to teach me, you know, through business, how to take care of my family, mm. do contract services and work and provide my family. So it's yeah. been amazing to you. God's used God in you for life. He's used good service, youth outreach, so that I can take care of my family. That's great. Yes. That's super cool. And I teach others about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, especially youth. Where, uh, who, how could they find out that information? Because I think that's a valuable... I mean, we talk about this on the show yes. a lot, and probably more so in our work with Light Up the City, just like, you know, God, um, throughout Scripture, economy is an important yes, thing. Yes, it is. Um, God uh, loves a thriving economy, yes, and when does. people are lifted up by an economy, yes. and he loves, um, you know, to care for us and yes. provide for us. So. Yes. And, and somehow that gets mixed up in ministry, yes, and we we feel like oh we can't we can't get paid for what mm-hmm. we're doing because mm-hmm. it's yes. but I don't really buy that, and um, so I think you teaching teaching folks yes. about that is, yes. is is amazing. How can folks find out about that? That's a, that's a good question because I think one of the things that even youth and young adults and individuals mm-hmm. I've had conversations with mm-hmm. in the body 
they're like, wait a minute, you know, God has called us to wealth mm-hmm. and that we want us to prosper. So guiding you for life is another aspect of how I teach and empower others in leadership, community transformation. Good Shepherd Youth Outreach is the nonprofit we started, me and my wife, to basically teach youth mm-hmm. about economic development, life skills, character development. Because yeah. if you want money, you got to have character. Yeah. So I've taken all those things I've mm-hmm. gone through and I teach others. Yeah. This is how you sustain the money. You got to yeah. have character. Yeah. You got to do right. You, people have to trust you. Yeah. They got to know you're honest. Mm-hmm. They know you're going to spend the money right. I have people do the bookkeeping. So I do it the right way. Right. Right. And that's mm-hmm. that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Well, Lewis, when you when you spoke at Q Commons, uh, you, you shared a really cool story about uh, Jephthah. Yes. <laughs> From Jude 11. That's the inside we, joke. We, yeah, we had a little discussion of how to pronounce Jephthah earlier, but I think that's it, Jephthah. Oh, sure. Okay. If, if not, I'm... we're rolling with it. Um, but Jephthah from from uh, from Judges 11, and uh, Jephthah, Jephthah was this kind of interesting character. Yes, yes. And in a way, uh, what you shared was you kind of work with Jephthah's, modern-day Jephthah's oh, yes, today. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, uh, about that and, and about how you feel like some of these youth are really, could be a huge blessing to the church. Yes, yes. Well, Jephthah was a warrior, mm-hmm. uh, Judges 11, and... His mother was a prostitute, so we think about some of the youth today, mm-hmm. how their mother may be in a mm-hmm. bad place. Yeah. His father had several wives, so we kind of know what was going on, yeah. right? So this was a side woman, had a baby, probably don't want the son. So we know Jethra had a following. Identity crisis. Mm-hmm. No place where he come from. He's trying to seek who he is, but he became a rebel, mm. a worthless rebel. And when you look at the word rebel, it means gangster. Mm-hmm. And Jethro became a leader, and he began to get others, and basically they won battles Mm. in the name of God. So I look at that story, and I look at these are the stories of our youth today. Mm -hmm. How do we help them get back to rights of passage? Because we're not dealing with a gang issue. We're dealing with an identity crisis. They haven't had a rights of passage. They haven't had history of family and culture. Mm -hmm. And how do I use that story, my story, to actually help them to know that you are an asset? Mm-hmm. God can use this because one thing I can say, they're not scared. Right. And and I think about it, I want somebody on my side that ain't afraid to die. Mm-hmm. If you've been taking these chances all your life in the streets doing what you're doing, you're not afraid to die. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. And in that story, obviously, <clears throat> Israel is afraid and, yes. and they reach out to exactly. this person who they excommunicated. Exactly. This this young man who they kicked out because mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do with him. Exactly. And then later, when they got into trouble, they reached out to exactly. him, and he he redeemed, he saved them. Exactly, he saved them by protecting them. Exactly. Um, well, uh, we are going to continue oh, talking again. to Lewis uh, over at LightUpTheCity.org. But Lewis, thank you for joining yeah, us yeah, on the radio show. Yeah. Thanks That's for sharing your story. Yeah. We'll see you all next week. And if you haven't gone over to LightUpTheCity.org, be sure to do so. That's lightupthecity.org.